You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 222, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says, what if we started counting our blessings rather than counting the days. And joining me on today's show is Laura Thomas. Laura is a published Christian author with a heart for inspiring and encouraging readers of all ages. She's a multi-genre writer with a published Christian teen fiction trilogy, a marriage non-fiction book, as well as a middle grade novel. Now she's originally from the UK and she now lives in beautiful British Columbia in Canada as an almost empty nester. She's a mom of three, she's married to her high school sweetheart, and she's passionate about faith and family and chocolate. Now on today's show, she's going to share never say never, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's one of my favorite uh, Bible verses. She's gonna talk about nothing is wasted because she's sometimes asked if she wishes that she had gone to university and headed straight into writing at an early age, but the truth is she says she wasn't ready. So she's gonna talk more about this. And she's also gonna talk about how God's timing is perfect. Hers, not so much, and ours, not so much either. And patience is definitely not one of her strongest values or virtues. And I'm sure, uh, Laura, we can all relate to you on that one. So we're looking forward to, to hearing you share your insights. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Anne-Marie. Tell me, what's the weather like over in beautiful British Columbia? It should be glorious. It, it should be glorious. We've, we've got smoke, oh, big time really? fires. Oh, yeah, sadly, oh. we've got, I don't know, it's like three or 500 fires throughout BC. And um, yeah, it's been, the last few summers, it's been tough like that. Yes. I know you guys have your fair share too. Yes, but, uh, yes. Yeah, this last couple of weeks, it's been very smoky. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Well, we will certainly keep it, um, keep your your side of the world in, in prayer as well. I think uh, the summer times, uh, we're just getting drier, aren't we? It's getting far more uh, yeah. drier with the, the change in, in climate. So, uh, For sure. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day and uh, sharing some insights with us. I know as Christian entrepreneurs and, of course, with you be, being um, you know, passionate about writing, uh, we we'll look forward to, to hearing you, you share yours, your journey. So share with us, when did you first discover that you loved writing? Was it at quite a young age? Um, initially, yes, it was actually probably reading before writing, right? I was one of those uh, children who was a total bookworm, you know, I would rather sit in a corner with a book than go outside and play. Um, and so from a very early age, reading was it was my passion. Yes. Um, and I think when I was that young, I, I really dreamed of being an author one day, yeah. but it was, it was right up there with being an astronaut. You know, it was kind <laughs> of the unattainable, but it was like my, my wildest dream. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed writing. I, I 
didn't pursue it in high school or anything. I just, mm. I just, I loved it. Mm. But um, that dream I kind of buried for a very, very long time. Um, and so it didn't resurface uh, until quite, quite a few years later. Yeah. Um, so it certainly hasn't been part of my story throughout. Yeah. I would say it was, it was at the beginning and then now it's ramping its, its way up. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, time. <laughs> so what happened that um, had you rediscover your passion for writing? What was it? Okay, well, it was, it was my husband. Mm. To be quite honest, <laughs> those <laughs> husbands. <laughs> um, yeah, like I say, I I literally buried it for twenty five years. Which, when I say it out loud, that sounds ridiculous. Wow. But um, twenty five years it was, and I hadn't even told my husband about this secret dream that I they kind of had buried. Um, I did life. I got on with other things, and then we were actually out for coffee one evening, and. Uh, just having one of those deep and meaningful conversations mm. talking about the future and uh, he said so uh, Han, what, what's your dream now because we'd done the emigrating and mm. the family and, and all the things and I said well I don't know I've, I've got I've lived all my dreams really he said no you've always got to have something mm. so I said well maybe one day I'd like to write a book mm. he's really because he had no idea. And so I said, yeah, maybe when we retire, it'll be something I do in my twilight years. And um, yeah, maybe. And so he was quite taken back that I even wanted to do this. Uh, so he just encouraged me right then. He, he said, you need to do this wow. if you're serious. Mm -hmm. I said, I haven't got time. I literally at that time was homing, homeschooling my children. Mm -hmm. And I was the worship director at church and just busy and um, very little headspace for anything else. Uh, but he said, if you want to do anything badly enough, you'll make the time. Mm. And he was right. Yeah. So that's kind of how I started off. Um, I started with doing some correspondence courses with the Institute of uh, Children's Literature in mm -hmm. the States. That way I could work in the little cracks of time that I did have. And just to see if I could even write, you know, mm. <laughs> like I had this grandiose dream that you can't, it's not just like best by the book. You have to kind of start with the basics and see if it was something uh, that I, I could do wow. and um, it just snowballed from there so I, I literally do have my husband to thank and yes. he's, he's been my greatest cheerleader ever since yeah amazing. so that was probably 2006 I think that was the conversation <laughs> yeah and so I, I'd imagine that uh, with the books that you now have and the, the passion that you have for writing it's something that you would do almost on a daily basis are there books in 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 the process of, of being written Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, the, the books that you've listed um, have been published already, but I, this year I just signed a three book deal um, for Christian romantic suspense novels. So the first one comes out in January. That one's already written. That's called The Glass Bottom Boat. Uh, I have the second one written, which will come out later in the year. And I'm in the process of writing the third one. Amazing. Um, and I'm also <laughs> very multi-genre. I'm also in the process of signing with an agent for my picture book. So I, I really kind of, I do the juggling wow. thing. <laughs> so you, you really are a multi-talented in this instance, really of course, multi-genre uh, writer, yeah. which is really interesting. And isn't it amazing how God will often plant a seed? Uh, he'll, he'll plant something and sometimes it can take years um, to oh, eventually yeah. come to fruition. And now, of course, you've really ramped up. Speak to me a little bit, if you will, about 
because someone may be listening and watching today and I love that this actually fits in with never say never. I mean, often we will put our own barriers, our own expectations and, and things that we believe that we can achieve, yet God has incredible plans for us that if, he, if we knew, if you knew where you are today and what you're doing uh, and the books that you're writing, the people that you're connecting with, the publishers, all of that, if you knew that many years ago, you probably have got, how on earth can I expect to, to do that? So God only reveals these plans just as much as, as we have expectations on ourselves. What was something that you would share that if someone is thinking, oh, I'd love to do what Laura is doing, yet uh, again has doubts that she even or he even thinks it's possible for her, aligned with this never say never, because I think this is a powerful message for people. Oh, well, look at, I, I really am the, the, the poster child for never say never, because I would never have dreamed that I would actually... Um, you know, write a story, let alone have books published. Uh, like I said, I, I, at the age of 16, I was working in the bank in, in Wales. Um, I, had, I had, didn't go to university. Um, mm. I had the privilege of homeschooling my children. Mm. Um, and I think it was then, looking back, that God started to just slowly reveal to me, um, remember your love of writing and your love of books. Mm. And I can remember quite clearly, even as I was teaching them to read and and just sitting down with literally with the tactile books in front of me going, oh, I would love, I would love to just get a chance to invest in children's lives. Mm. But that was kind of my initial um, dream was to write just children's books mm. and, and how powerful that is. Um, but again, that doubt creeps up, you know, who mm. am I? Who, who do you think you are to say that you could actually be published? Look at all the writers that are out there. Look, there are hundreds and hundreds of books being published on it a daily basis mm. um but i i think you know as a christian we have almost that luxury of just putting it into god's hands yeah. and saying i've got a willing heart and i'm obedient to go where you lead me in this mm -hmm. so um have it yes. <laughs> you know almost like holding your hands up and say if this is a go if this is something where i can glorify you in some small way or some big way um, then it's all yours and not putting limitations of um, experience, life experience or mm. qualifications or certainly age. I know lots of uh, wonderful writers who haven't picked up their pen until they're in their twilight years, you know, mm. um, with mm. all that wealth of experience behind them. Yes. So, um, yeah, and as that verse that you said, the delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. He knows us better yeah. than we know ourselves, yes. right? Yes. So yeah. I think we have to just lean into that and know that if it's something that's really burning within us, mm -hmm. um, that he, he delights in that. Yeah. And, yeah, there's uh, a reason. Yeah. There's a reason why we we feel uh, we gravitate towards something. For you, it's writing. For someone yeah. else, it may, may be writing too. And I think um, what, for me, and, and, and it echoes exactly what you said, that delight yourselves in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Sometimes we don't even realize the significance of the desires of our hearts. And it's not till we do delight and, and, and read his word and spend time in it with him in prayer that we start to see that because I think he reveals that more and more. Is that what you found? That if you look back to your 16, you know, the 16-year-old you and the passion that you have for books compared to now as an adult with, you know, the depth and the experience of many more books that you've read and the, the stories that you've shared with their children, there's an even deeper uh, passion for the love of writing and, and for books too. Would you say that's a fair call for fair thing oh, to say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you know, as a child or even an early teen, I had no idea 
the ramifications really of the written word. I just, mm -hmm. I enjoyed it uh, as a, you know, I like to take it in a yeah. lot. I appreciated that side of it, but I think, um, as a writer, especially now, nowadays, we have just this incredible platform. Like I love to blog and I'm able just to share what God has put on my heart um, with, with people just at a, you know, on the computer, boom, it's gone and it's it's going all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it, books can be a, a, a longer time scale, obviously, of, of getting your, your words out. Uh, but there are so many other ways of writing. Um, and as I mentioned, I, I started writing for children and getting into the writing industry. Um, I started by writing for children's magazines. And that's an excellent way for anybody who's listening to um, want to get into the writing industry. Um, writing for magazines is a, a superb way to start. Yes. Um, because the, the book business is, is long and hard. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, but magazines, it's a little quicker, and um, obviously it's faster to write a magazine article, but mm -hmm. the, the turnaround is quicker, and it's just getting, um, you know, some credentials on, on your, your curriculum and, and just having stuff published initially. Mm -hmm. So I would never have known that, obviously, at the beginning, yes. um, but it, it's definitely a great way to start, I think. Yeah, so that's great. And, and I think one of the key things that you mentioned that there are some writers who start in their twilight years and there's this depth and wealth of experience, life experience, that only life itself, the struggles, the challenges, the heartaches that you can then, when you put pen to paper, or in, in many people's cases, the fingers to the keyboards, you can write with so, so much more depth. So something that I find that we often will do is that we'll look at that time span as a, if only I had have done this earlier, if only I had have. And so I love the way that you say, you know what, nothing is wasted. So let's talk mm -hmm. into this because I'm sure that there are people that are listening and watching even the recording that may be in a season in their life where they are saying to themselves, if only I had done this earlier, um, it's too late for me. Whereas what you're saying is, no, it's not. And in fact, you are right in the season where now is, is the time. Nothing is wasted. What insights can you share? Yeah, well, actually, a couple of weeks ago, I was um, talking on, on a podcast um, about motherhood and specifically trying to encourage the mums who are in the trenches, mm -hmm. you know, kind of knee deep in diapers or nappies and, um, you know, carpool and school lunches. And it's, it's, it's tough slog, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's when you're in that moment, um, I remember having those thoughts of, man, this is this is mundane. This doesn't feel like I'm living to my full potential, perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, and as I said, my writing dream was well and truly buried through those years. Uh, but looking back, I learned so much through those years. It's such a growing process. And whether that is being a stay-at-home mom or looking after an aged parent or ministry of some sort, whatever that is, um, I'm convinced that God uses every single scrap mm -hmm. of that. You know, I, I think I'm probably in a, a reflective mood at the moment because um, in one week I become an empty nester. So I've had children under my roof for 26 years and next week that all changes. Wow. So I think I'm, I'm just in the season at the moment of looking back yeah. and just being able to just see um, what God has taught me through my children even, mm -hmm. uh, but through different ministries that I've been involved with and just, just life in general, emigrating, you know, mm -hmm. just if you look back through your life, everybody's got their own special story and you can see how, um, actually I've got a verse. I love how Romans eight puts it, um, at the beginning there, it says, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect 
plan of bringing good into our lives. Mm. And I love that. It is. It's that weaving together. And when you look back, have the luxury, I guess, of looking back in hindsight, you can see, oh, yeah, I had to go through that so mm. that I could, in my case, write about this yeah. or, or whatever you're thing is that you're doing mm -hmm. um but yeah nothing nothing is wasted I'm, I'm convinced of that for yeah. sure I think um if I look back to my when my children were younger uh, and I enjoy writing too and I wish I had have journaled more of the stories and the funny things Me that too. they did yeah. because <laughs> as I'm getting old every now and again I'll recall uh, something that they did and my children love it when I remind them of things oh I never knew that and I think yeah. uh, you know as you were speaking there about um, the fact that you've gone on a podcast and we're speaking to, to mums who are currently in the you know and, and let's face it I think motherhood being home with children and juggling all of that it's one of the hardest things ever oh, yeah. because if you're dealing with business you can turn the computer off but you can't kind of sit your child in the corner <laughs> of the room and say you know, like for the next hour, just, you that know, well, maybe work, it's yeah. just mine. I don't know. Um, but I think if we start to journal those things, I mean, those, as you say, are beautiful stories and, and uh, things that you can reflect on that you just know other people are going to experience. And I think that's what it's all about. Any mode of communication, whether you're podcasting, whether you're videoing, whether you're writing, when you can relate to people and share stories in a way that people can relate to, you can move people, you can change culture, you can shift, you know, and influence people. And I think we take for granted every single experience we can learn from and it can be a learning for someone else. Something else that often I struggle with, and I love that you're talking about this too, God's timing is perfect. Ours not so much. I mean, wouldn't we love to, number one, know what God's timeline is and kind of hurry him up a little bit. It's kind of like now would be a really good time, but it never is the case, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. And um, I occasionally think to myself, why am I in writing? Because I, I'm convinced that writing is one of the, you need patience for writing. It just goes hand in hand because um, whether you're writing an article or a book or, uh, you know, a manuscript or a guest post or whatever it is, you write it. And then you, you send it somewhere mm. to wherever it's going to be published or posted or whatever. And so it's always a matter of waiting. So, you know, pushing it aside and leaving it. And it literally, some things can be quick. Sometimes it's like a, a three or a six week turnaround, which mm. is quick. Wow. And sometimes it's six months before you'll hear back anything. So when you put your heart and soul into a book manuscript and you send your, your baby book, your book baby off. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've just got to let it do its thing for six months or even a year sometimes. And sometimes it's, if you don't hear back, it's a no. Yeah. So you're like, how long do I wait? Um, mm. And I'm, I'm not a patient person. No. <laughs> so that, that has definitely been a challenge for me for sure yes. is, is the waiting yes. and the, trusting God. I know, of course, I know in my head that mm. he's got it all mm. covered and that his timing is perfect, but sometimes I get ahead of him. Yes. And, you Are know. there any, in, in those moments where we do want to fast forward things and we live in a, we live in a world where we can, we can listen to podcasts on, you know, one and a half double speeds and even videos mm. and so forth. We can turn to the end of a book to read how it finishes and then go back and fill in all of the gaps. We can do all that. But of course, in waiting, yeah for our Lord to, to, uh, to show up can be really difficult. Are there verses that you've turned to? How, how do you um, support yourself in that, that season of, of waiting? 
<laughs> or is that a <laughs> let me let's share let's do some brainstorming <laughs> yeah oh goodness if only i had all the answers for that um i mean there, there are there are obviously the verses on being patient mm. and, and, and waiting on the lord um i think my my life verses if you like are ones which are, are, are very popular with a lot of people uh from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, with mm. uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and, and lean not on your own understanding. Mm. Acknowledge him in all your ways, Laura, and <laughs> he will direct your paths. And um, I was given those verses as a brand new Christian at the age of 11 mm. by my Sunday school teacher. Mm. And um, I've, I've, just, I've just brought them along with me through every season of life. Mm. And that trusting, um, it sounds so easy, mm. and we all know it's not as easy as it sounds but it just makes so much sense you know trusting the god of the universe who sees the whole picture he Mm -hmm. sees my entire picture i just i'm in this little moment and i think i know it all Mm -hmm. and i think it should happen about now yes (laughs) and he has this beautiful picture of the whole thing and i have to remind myself that he said tell me no 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 you have to wait this has got to happen first and then it's going to be fantastic because i know best for you yeah so the trusting the trusting is huge right mm-hmm. like for me that's it's it's a big thing um in any area of my life but that definitely spills over into my work yeah for sure yes um, yeah, yeah so so such great insight such a great reminder and i think so helpful for all of us because that's something that no matter what industry no matter what we're doing in our work or and even life itself there there are incredible opportunities for learning and growth even self-awareness i think in those moments of waiting and sometimes and i'm sure you would agree with this sometimes we look back at what we have achieved now and we realize and i love the way that you said that you realize that you weren't ready yet that time Mm -hmm. gave you space gave you more learnings gave you more more strength and i think that often can be the reason why we're waiting. God's just waiting for those strengths to develop. Something else that many of us who are involved in creative businesses, such as yourself, writing your words, it really is it's who you are, isn't it? This is our, our work. So what happens when we get criticism, and it can be the very best of constructive criticism, can sometimes really pierce us as as well. So as a writer, and, and I'm sure that you've gotten feedback from editors and your publisher and so forth, no, this is not quite right yet, you've got to edit it. What do you do that enables you to go, you know what, that's fine? Because that can be a real learning curve for many of us as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I think that was probably my has been my hardest lesson in the whole writing process is mm. rejection. Because um, to be honest, up until I started writing, I wasn't really that used to rejection. Mm. Like I married my high school sweetheart, you know, <laughs> since I've been with him since I was 14. So wow. I haven't had much in the way of relational rejection. Um, yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been a tough, tough pill to swallow, especially at first, because everybody kind of warns you going in, mm. um, you know, you've got to grow a thick skin because there will mm. be rejection. But, you know, you don't think it's actually going to happen to you because this is your story. Yeah. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> so I remember clearly the first snail mail letter of rejection I received for a short story. 
Um, I was so excited to send it off. It was my first baby to send out and I got it back and it was one, it was just a regular, not at this time, thank you. It's not suitable. And mm. oh, I was broken. Mm. It really, I was, it was just so, how could they not love this? Like, yes. this is my work. I put my heart and soul That's into That's right. It. This took me so long to create. <laughs> the know, words, each no one, idea. I pondered over it. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. And so, I mean, that was the first of, oh, I don't even want, I was thinking earlier today, I should have counted all the rejections I've had over the years, but then I'm like, no, no, actually I probably shouldn't have because there is, for every acceptance, there are so many rejections. Yes. Um, and it does be just become, you, I definitely have grown a thicker skin since yeah. my initial upsetting times. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think rather than digging oneself into a, a pit and, and <laughs> letting the depression overcome you. Mm. It's always looking to the next right thing. Mm -hmm. It's always, I, I, after my first initial um, rejection, I kind of taught myself to, as soon as I send anything off, whether it's a book or a, or a story or whatever it is, I try and put it out of my mind mm. and I move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then when that rejection comes in, <laughs> um, I'm okay because I'm actually fully entrenched in my next project yes. and it's not my be all and end all, you know? Mm. I mean, if that's the one thing that you've worked on and you've got nothing else going on, yeah. then it's going to affect you. Yeah. Great, um, great, great. Yeah. And also, also just using it as a learning experience, thinking mm. why was it rejected? Sometimes mm. it really is timing, mm. which is just unfortunate. Oh, we've just actually done a story uh, with this character, so it's not going to work. But a lot of times it's, no, I've got to rewrite this or reword it or just think of it from a different angle. And that's all growing. Yeah. And I've learned from other writers that um, when you stop having a teachable heart, that's when you've got to put your pen down. Mm. I, really, I really think so. That's so, interesting. Um, you, it's, and even the most seasoned of, of writers, they still take courses. They're still mm. learning and, and just gleaning more and more. It's one of those industries where it just... It never ends. Yes. Um, so just to keep yourself uh, humble yeah. and uh, just, just be have a teachable spirit, really. Mm -hmm. um, those things. And again, it all, for me, it all just comes back to trusting as well and knowing, okay, God didn't want this to happen right now. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's interesting <laughs> that you should say that because uh, if you've got a manuscript or a story or short story that, that has been rejected, uh, do they often give you feedback? The reason why I'm asking this is because it may not be the right publication, the right timing. So would you then tweak it and then send it off to them at another timing or try another publisher? Or is that then um, manuscript or, or short story? Is that kind of the end of its lifespan? Typically, what have you found? Because I'm sure if there are people that are budding um, writers, this is important. Do we put that on the shelf then and not not tweak it and, and send it off again or to another publisher? What, what's, what's... Oh, that's a good question. Um, very, to be honest, very rarely do you actually have uh, constructive feedback. Yeah. Uh, it's quite often um, just the, sorry, it's not mm. successful at this time. Mm -hmm. And you're left kind of scratching your head a little bit. Yeah. When you do have feedback, it is solid gold. Mm. And anytime I have had any kind of feedback, I, I fully respect that they're, they're the, they're the people mm. that I'm trying to get published with, right? So yes. um, I think it's important to not think that you're above their, mm. <laughs> their suggestions always and to definitely take that to heart. But it's, it's tough when you don't know why mm. it's been rejected. Um, but definitely I, I would never shelve anything. I, I have still got manuscripts that I've just been sending out 
periodically over the mm. years and it, it just needs to be in the right home at the right time yes. so it's not sometimes yeah definitely look through it and see where you can improve it tighten it mm-hmm. um, get somebody else to read it for you that's great um, you know, do all the things that you're supposed to do, like read it out loud, get somebody else to read it out loud. You know, mm. there's, there's so many different things that you can do. But um, I think especially as a Christian, if you really feel that it's, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, mm-hmm. if you feel that it's something that God, God has put on your heart, um, yeah. I've, I've really learned to just keep pressing into that and mm-hmm. just, you know what, that's not there. So let's try it somewhere else. And I mean, if they say, sometimes they will say, um, tweak it and send it back and that's great because then you can do that yeah but gen- generally um, if it's a no then you want to just keep trying elsewhere tweak mm-hmm. it if you think it's necessary get a get a second reader get a beta reader and, mm-hmm. and just yeah keep working and it's, I think it's important uh, that we don't give up I remember listening to a young woman who had quite a big community and she, she had a membership program and it was a 12-month program and I think she had something like I don't know, about 100 people in that program. And she, she would often be asked, you know, you, that's great to have you know, 100 people. I think she was nearly a seven-figure business owner. She said, yeah, but I've had to, I think it was something around 1,200 or maybe 1,900 conversations, she said, over the years to get that 100. Wow. And I think it's not yeah. till we realise how many conversations other people are having and what they're doing that we realise, you know what, there's nothing wrong with me. I just need to speak to more people. I just need to edit, need to speak, you know, send my manuscript uh, off to other publishers and other, you know, editors and so forth because they may not, just like our idea clients may not be that person, um, mm-hmm. same with, with, you know, publications. It may just be the, the wrong audience and the wrong timing. Mm-hmm. So when you hear totally. stories like that, you, it, it kind of is, 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 um, is, is empowering because we realise we just just keep going. The, tomorrow is another day, a fresh new day. It it's, it's all hard work, right? Yes. You've got to put the work in. It is, but I tell you what, it is worth it, isn't it? When you finally totally. have, have that book published <laughs> or you yeah. get readers that go, oh, that just made such a difference. Love the story, yeah. love that. And that's when you know, you know totally. what, this is, it's been all, all worth it. And of course, as Christian entrepreneurs, it's even more so because we know that we're glorifying God's gifts and us and our strengths and being able to do that for his glory. Glory and of course, impacting the lives of others around us. So Laura, how can we find out more about what you do and, and your books? Share more about how we can connect. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I'd love you to come to my website. It's very easy. It's laurathomasauthor.com. And um, if you want to sign up for my monthly newsletter, you get a free ebook devotional. Um, You've got all the details of all my books that I have out already. And for the upcoming books, I'll be posting on there. Um, You can find me on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all on my website. So Mm. laurathomasauthor.com. And yeah, come connect with me. I'd yeah, love that. Yeah, fabulous. <laughs> and of course, we'll put all of those ways to connect with Laura on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE222. Laura, one of the things I'm doing for all of my guests is just finishing the show with a word of prayer. May I do that for you too? that would be lovely thank you let's pray father god thank you for the opportunity to speak with laura and have her share her her insights and her testimony lord it's so encouraging to to hear stories of uh, how people have learned patience and and this may be something that for some of us it's still a work in progress but the bible verses that uh, we remind ourselves of it's so important to lean into you and of course too lord as creatives that sometimes we do get rejected and we do get that no but that does not mean that 
the gifts and talents that you have knitted into us that is not worthy, but rather just keep trying. So, Father, we just want to uphold Laura and all the work that she's doing, the manuscripts and the, the work that she's currently working on and those manuscripts that she has sent out and maybe is waiting back to hear back from. Father, would you just continue to bless her works, the words that she's putting together, because we know that that is certainly going to impact uh, many, many people who will finally get to read that uh, finished product. Father, we just want to thank you for the time that we've spent together and ask this all in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, just loved oh, it. It's, it's, my pleasure. It's so good to, to speak because I think when you hear of the ups and downs, the ins and outs, we realise, you know what, it's just part of our journey. And yeah. uh, we certainly learn from every single situation. And, of course, for you, it, you never know, that situation may just become the next uh, metaphor or the next story that you share in your book or the next whatever it is that you're creating that will make a difference in someone's life who was just about to give up on that dream and go, you know what, maybe yeah. that's not for me. So uh, thank you so much for sharing and all the best. Oh, thank you so much, Anne-Marie. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklists to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.